Now, we kind of dived into a few sort of sporadic topics uh, right from the beginning because there are really so many avenues to explore with your work, which I find fascinating. But maybe it's best that we take a step back and we look at some of the the building blocks uh, of behavioral finance. And I think you've kind of nailed it down to or boiled it down to, you know, four groups of social difficulties surrounding investment making decisions so maybe from from a from from the starting point we could kind of define them and and talk a little bit about each of them and then after which we'll go on and talk about some of the solutions you've identified as well yeah so one of the things that i've tried to do in my last two books uh one of the frustrations that i had with behavioral finance was there were these larger and larger lists of biases. You know, I think it was approaching about 200 the last time I read it. And so, you know, it's not all that helpful to come to a trader, to come to an investor and to say, look, look, hey, you know, Mr. Investor, there's 200 ways that you can get this wrong. So good luck. And so what I what I did is as I looked at these long lists of behavioral biases and cognitive traps and things like this, I said, look, not all of these are all that distinctive. If if you drill down, a lot of these load onto one of just a handful of factors. So I've, I, I began to look at the literature on investment error with no preconception about how many uh, sort of sort of errors would shake out. But I really landed on four. So we can, you know, I'll, I'll sort of list them here and then we can talk about them in greater depth. Sure. Uh, so the first was ego, which is you know, sort of overconfidence writ large. Uh, the second was emotion, our tendency to be uh, to trade on our emotions rather than our logic. Uh, the third was attention, which was our tendency to confuse things that are visceral or lurid or sort of sexy with things that are likely. And then last was conservatism, which is our tendency to privilege the status quo and be be more comfortable with things that we're, we're more familiar with. So those... I think basically uh, those cover 99% of the waterfront. Any any sort of behavioral error you make, you know, just about loads onto one of those four things. And the cool thing about it, like you like you hinted at, is once we have a manageable universe of investor behavioral risk, we can start to design systems that are robust to protect against some of those risks. So that's why I think it's important to sort of codify and and winnow down that universe of bad behavior. 